The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks a lot to all of our valued sponsors making the Advisors Roundtable possible. Um, So, Bubba, have you ever seen anybody that makes... Something look simple, you know. It's something that's fairly complicated. You know, you look out there. Michael Jordan dribbles and he shoots and he makes it most of the time. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry shoots those three pointers and it looks really easy. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had that jump hook and all that. They just make stuff look easy. You ever see anybody bass fishing? You know, they just put the yeah. they put the bait on the hook and. Zzz. It's out there, plop, hits the water. It looks really And easy. then all of a sudden, they're coming up with the 10-pound bass, yeah, right? I mean, my yeah. lord. It just, it like, just, everybody ought to be able to do this. Yeah. 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 So, so you've seen that in, in business, uh, mm-hmm. uh, medicine. Some yeah. people just make their job look easy. Mm-hmm. Warren Buffett, you know, invests. He's, he's supposed to be the Oracle of Omaha. Yeah. Looks pretty easy. He just walks through furniture factories and decides whether he's mm-hmm. going to invest. And we ought to be able to do that, right? Right. Is it that easy? No, it is not. Mm. Uh, so the thing that you're, you're I don't want to say discounting here, but not really uh, relating, mm-hmm. is you know the Michael Jordans of the world or the Bill Dances of the world. Mm-hmm. How many hours upon hours upon hours upon days and months and years mm. of practice did it take for them to hone their skill? So it's not all about when I'm tuning in. Mm-hmm. It's about what's being done behind the yeah. scenes before the lights go on. What led up to that before you tuned in? You're right. Hours and hours mm-hmm. of practice. Hours and hours of study. Hours and hours of, of trial and error. Mm-hmm. Let's stop there. Error. Right. Do we allow ourselves to error enough these days to make mistakes? Um. I don't think so, um, and and I, I'll put it this way: um, in order in order for you to um, to get better at what you're doing, you have to make some mistakes along the way. You have to, you know, if you're going to ride a bicycle, right? You're going to fall off every once in a while. Ooh, boy, I just got this. Uh, just yeah, you know, this real, image right, image in your oh, in your mind of skinning some knees, right? Oh, my my knees yeah. started to hurt. Right, I'm 61 years old. Mm-hmm. It's it's been over fifty years since I yeah. did that, but suddenly mm-hmm. my brain said, "Ooh, you're knee stings." But I guarantee you, these guys that are uh, that are riding the Tour de France now Ooh. did the same thing when they were younger, when still, they learned to ride a bicycle. Still do, yeah, and still do. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. you 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 tune in, yeah. and some dude turns his wheel the right. wrong way, and mm-hmm. twenty of them, right? Mm-hmm. They get back up. 
And keep going. Yeah. But error, trial and error, and and allowing yourself to make mistakes. We don't like mistakes. It, it's not only allowing yourself to make mistakes. It's learning from the mistakes that you do make mm-hmm. and not, not, uh, not doing those mistakes anymore. Right, right. Now, one of the reasons you don't like mistakes, let's just think about, you mm-hmm. know, your father trying to teach you to ride the bike. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons you don't is, you know, you, you, you want to make, make your father happy. You want to please your father. You want to learn how to ride the bike. Mm-hmm. You don't want anybody laughing at you. You don't want the hurt knees. Right. You don't want to wear those Band-Aids around all the time. Uh, there are a number of reasons we don't try, a number of reasons we don't like mistakes, a, a certain amount of embarrassment in it. But I, but I think we need to be encouraged again. Our society needs to encourage us to fail mm-hmm. every now and then. Because along the way, when Bill Dance used the spinner bait instead of this other mm-hmm. thing over here when he threw over there by the log and it didn't work, you know, he learned after a few cats, you know, maybe I'll try mm-hmm. something else. Yeah. And now the result is what? It looks pretty easy. When you and right. I are sitting in the other boat and that dude over there with a the Tennessee hat on, and plop. How many mistakes did Alexander Graham Bell make when he was inventing the light bulb? Yeah, or, or Edison. <laughs> I say that, you know, just joking around. Yeah. I know. <laughs> exactly, because yeah. I know it right. was Edison. Yeah. Right. But... Um, you're right. When Alexander Graham Bell was doing the thing with the telephone mm-hmm. and Edison uh, and Tesla were doing the things with the electricity, right. thousands. Thousands of mistakes. Thousands of mistakes. Or, or errors. Or errors. Not necessarily mistakes, but errors. Yeah. yeah. Uh, things that didn't work. Right. But, you know, they were, they were trying to find something that would work. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, there's a quote by, I think it's Edison, who mm-hmm. said, you know, that every time I, I mess one up, I'm getting one closer to the one that will work. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? And we need, we need to encourage that in one another again. We need to have our people trying. Th- now, there are a lot of people out there trying things. There are people, you know, in the athletic world where they're trying to, you know, this player, that player, mm-hmm. they're trying this strategy or that strategy. It's, it's wonderful. The same thing in business where yeah. you're trying this and you're trying mm-hmm. that and you're, you're, you're trying to hone and you're trying to learn. And, and it's okay. And I think it's great for us to... Tell that to our children. Mm-hmm. You know, come over here, try this. If it doesn't work, we'll talk about it. I'll instruct you. We'll learn. We'll move on. You'll try it again. You may not get that today. All right, so I got, got an example of that. My youngest daughter wanted to learn how to whistle. Uh, now, she wanted to learn how to whistle, not just the regular puckle and pucker mm-hmm. and whistle. Yeah. She wanted to learn how to do the thing with the two fingers that you stick in your mouth. Right. And do the thing with your tongue and be able to do it where you know, somebody... But you can hear it from 500 yards away. Yeah. yeah. She, you know, mm-hmm. She'd heard my dad do it. Yeah. She'd heard me do it. And, you know, this... I is, don't even know how to do that. Right, so yeah. she wanted to do that. And she... She mm-hmm. walked around the house mm-hmm. like three weeks trying to get her pucker just right, right and her lips just right and her teeth in the right and her, you know and the tongue and the, and the whole thing and and 
I didn't say a word. <laughs> I just, I, because it was a learning right. thing mm-hmm. for her. Now, across the street, if she wants to hail a cab in New York City, <laughs> yeah. it will break the glass in the right. beer. It's clear. Mm-hmm. So before we go to break, we're going to talk today about the trial and errors of your financial life and things you can learn from that, from the Advisors Roundtable on Supertop. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Cooley and Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio, and, uh, but we're talking about allowing ourselves to make some mistakes, allowing ourselves to do the trial and error, um, and learning from all that. So we're going to apply that to our financial lives. Um, we're going to talk about the proverbial client first before we talk about you and me personally. Okay. So the proverbial client who comes into our office. What do you think the top two or three mistakes that they have made over their financial lives, over their adult lives financial? What, what, what are the two or three things that just pop in the top of your head that you think that they have they've, they've tried and they've done it wrong? Um, we may be able to learn from a distance. I, so number one, I'm going to say, um, well, I, I don't want to categorize these in order, but in mm-hmm. no sequence or order whatsoever i would say that they didn't start saving soon enough all right so let's stop right there Mm -hmm. number one they didn't start saving soon enough let's Mm -hmm. let's um, take the the layers off that onion yep when is soon enough uh birth All right, so let's really move it out to at least when they had some income. When right? they all right, so it, if they had income or when they started, you know, gainful employment or had income, uh, so so conceivably a birth, Phil could have started saving for you. That's right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you may not have been able to do it for yourself. Right. But your friends and your family could have saved for you. That's right. Mm-hmm. And you're saying that maybe it's advisable to start then. Yeah. And then you can start contributing when you start getting some income. Because what could I have done with that income, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or that, those savings. I could have paid for college. I could have mm-hmm. paid for a down payment on a home. I could have paid uh, you know, for starting my life out, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I don't have the savings for college mm-hmm. or the savings to start my life out, then I've got to borrow the money for it. Mm-hmm. And that automatically puts me in a hole, mm-hmm. right? So I would say not saving early, early enough. enough. All right. So another point that you're making there as, as you look at it that maybe Phil, he's, he's thinking, you know, I would like to start saving for my niece and my mm-hmm. nephew and my friends and Bubba's kid, whatever. It pops into his head. Does he have to have a whole lot of money to start saving for you at birth? No, absolutely not. Uh-huh. You can start with $5 a month, $10 a month, $1,000 a month. Whatever income level you're Mm -hmm. at, it doesn't really matter, just as long as you start that habit. And I think that's that it's the biggest thing Mm -hmm. uh, about it is creating the habit of saving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, there are good habits and bad habits. People don't like bad habits. People like good habits. And if you foster and develop the good habits, Mm -hmm. 
then before long, it's it's not really a habit at all. It's just something that you do. Just part of. Right. Like going back to the thing about Bill mm-hmm. Dance and Michael Jordan. Right. The part that looked easy to you and me was the part that was the habitual thing. Sure. Where he could dribble without even thinking about mm-hmm. it. With both hands right. behind his back mm-hmm. because he had done it so often. Or he could, you know, really tie the spinner bait and get that mm-hmm. thing in the water faster than you in a tournament because he had done it. But it looks easy now. Right. Because it's habitual. He mm-hmm. got really good at doing that particular knot. Mm-hmm. Huh? Um, and so, from our point of view, on the financial side, starting early and getting in a mm-hmm. habit of something that's just easy. Right. Can you make saving easy? You can. Okay. And tell me how. Uh, it, it, well, in my opinion, it's easy. Start. Okay. And you start with money that's in a bank account, probably. It doesn't even have to be a bank account, right? Okay. All right. Kids uh, growing up will have piggy banks, mm-hmm. right? Or a jar. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people I know even have these, uh, these swear jars or cuss jars. <laughs> Every time they say a cuss word, right, they're going to put money in it, right? Yeah. Uh, eventually, that's going to break one habit, but then you know deter yeah. another habit of, yeah. of putting money over here. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, you don't have to have a bank account. Mm-hmm. Now, eventually, you're going to have so much money overflowing in this piggy bank or, mm-hmm. or money jar. It needs to go somewhere. It needs to go somewhere. Then you take it to a bank. You take it to an investment firm. What you know, whatever you want to do. But it it does not have. I mean. You don't have to, to go immediately. You can, but you don't have to go immediately and say, all right, Bubba, I want to open up an investment account because I'm going to start saving you know, $1,000 a month. So it doesn't necessarily have to be something that's formalized right. initially. Mm-hmm. It's just something you do right? where you take a little bit of money and segregate it mm-hmm. and stick it off to the side somewhere. Yeah. And, and then also by put a, putting it off to the side, you, you need to label it. Mm-hmm. And maybe it'd be best motivational, motivationally to label it with one of your dreams. Right. That's my first car fund. Mm-hmm. That's my college fund. Right. That's the down payment on my house fund. Mm-hmm. That's the go to Tahiti fund. Sure. What, whatever right. motivates mm-hmm. you. All right. So you say that one of the first things that you see that we make as a financial mistake in our lives is not saving early enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's next? Number two, and, and, and again, this is in no particular order, uh, finding advice or counsel from individuals who have done it before. Mm-hmm. Right? So we get back to, to the examples of, of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and ba- uh, you know Bill Dance and all these folks, and the number of mistakes that they have made through their career mm-hmm. errors that they made from their careers that they learned from. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important to gain advice from a trusted individual. Uh, I would prefer a professional, somebody mm-hmm. who does this, mm-hmm. right. But mm-hmm. you know, we could go talk to daddy Warbucks here, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. and, and yeah. he's done fine throughout his career and has made wise and solid investments. Mm-hmm. And we would say, what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. You know? So you think that Michael Jordan actually listened to Dean Smith at North Carolina mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Probably listened to his high school coach mm-hmm. a little bit. Probably listened to Phil Jackson when he got to the Chicago Bulls and played mm-hmm. a little bit. You, th- you think he actually listened? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you're probably right. Ask and, him. And what kind of advice would, would you get, right? Yeah. 
Uh, it's going to be uh, a lot of sage advice, right? Mm-hmm. Sound advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's going to be don't spend more than you make. Mm-hmm. Save as much as you can. Be diversified. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. this is the type of life insurance that you probably need. Mm-hmm. You know, let's mm-hmm. cover wills and catastrophes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the disability insurance that you need. Mm-hmm. The asset allocation program that's going to be appropriate for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those things mm-hmm. would be part of that advice. Right. And you say that you can probably get it from professionals, but... Mm-hmm. You can probably get it from your uncle right. or your aunt, mm-hmm. or you can probably get it from somebody you go to Sunday school teach yeah. you know with, or mm-hmm. m- maybe somebody that lives across the street, somebody that you think has done this well. Right. If you were going to become a hunter, mm-hmm. you know, you just decide you're going to become a hunter, or you're going to become a fisher person. Where are you going to go? I'm going to ask somebody who does it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're going to go down, yeah. you know, to the local sporting goods and all those guys that sit back there in the back, you know, and talk about they, the calibers and the gauges and stuff like that. They tell you where to sit and, how, you know, how to sit and uh, and wait, uh, you know, how, how to stalk if you need to, what clothes you need to wear, mm-hmm. what uh, what you need to wash your clothes in. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, they'll tell you, don't sit there in the deer blind and, and unwrap candy wrappers, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that, you know, it, it seems obvious, but on the other hand, uh, there's some other things that aren't so obvious mm-hmm. that are just little nuggets that you can get from people that will help you along the way. Right. And so I read a little bit of the April report that came out of, of Omaha where, mm-hmm. um, where Warren Buffett you know, writes his letter and, and meets with the shareholders and thousands of people show up in this ballroom to, to ask him questions mm-hmm. and all that. So I read a little bit of some of the things he said. And some of these are just little nuggets of, yeah. of truth. One is... This is not, one of the points he made was, this is not as complicated as y'all are trying to make it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Huh? Mm Mm-hmm. He said that. Now, isn't investing complicated, Bob? I don't know that investing is that complicated. It can be, right? Mm -hmm. I think the emotions involved with investing Mm -hmm. are complicated. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know we're getting up close to our uh, our break here, and I may hold it uh, until the next break. But mm-hmm. um, the emotional aspect of it, I think, it is what most individuals uh, consider the hard part about investing. Yeah, and and actually, one of the, p- the points he made was, you know, in the in the early part of my career, mm-hmm. I was educated mm-hmm. and I was intelligent. And, and, and full of intelligence, and I had graduated near the top of my mm-hmm. class, and I knew all these mathematical algorithms. So I was Mister Analyst, right? And I tried to look for stocks that are going to go up. Now, stop. Let's say that we had a kid who graduated from college, mm-hmm. and they said, "I want to be a full-time stock market investor, and I'm going to do a lot of good analysis, and mm-hmm. I'm going to find stocks that are going to go up." Well, most people on the street would say, "Yeah, yeah." Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you get good at that, won't you come do it for me? Right. We are going to go to a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about it, that emotional side mm-hmm. you were talking about. And I'm going to talk about you, talk to you about the response that Warren had to that, being an, an analyst looking for things that are going to go up. 
at the Advisors Roundtable. Thanks for hanging in there with us. We appreciate you for being there on the Advisors Roundtable with uh, Cooley and Labus uh, here on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba, we're talking about this emotional side of making decisions mm-hmm. and mistakes and getting involved and in our financial life. What was the point you were going to make related to that? Well, I, 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 over the break, I looked back, and, and uh, the year in which several individuals became billionaires. Mm. All right? So, um, present more, billionaires. Present billionaires. Okay. When did it occur? Mm. Uh, I think Bill Gates was around 1987 or 89. I, I don't recall right okay. off the bat. So, but a little over 30 years he's been A little been over a 30 years ago. Uh, Warren Buffett became a billionaire Mm. in 1990. Mm. Jeff Bezos. So Warren Buffett has not been a billionaire all his life? That's right. He's almost 90 years old. Exactly. You're telling me he's only been a billionaire the last third. That's right. What did the poor man do for the first 50 or 60 years? Poor, poor man, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Okay. Slow and steady won the race for him. Uh, Right. He was patient. He was methodical. He mm. saved money over time. He built his business the way that he wanted to. And but it, I want it now, Bubba. I know you do. I know. <laughs> yeah. Right? So if you want it now, then you need to do something like uh, Larry Page did. Mm. Uh, or, and I think Sergey Brin, right, mm-hmm. uh, leaders of Google, mm. uh, they became billionaires in 2004. Okay. Um, I believe that Elon Musk did not become a billionaire until 2012. Within the last 10 years or so. Right. So what's your point here? You can get it quick, right? In most instances, there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess my last point that I wanted to get to, uh, of, of the three mistakes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, number one, uh, I don't, think we said, don't start saving early enough. You don't start saving early enough. Number okay. two, you don't, you don't find good advice. Mm-hmm. Number three, uh, I'm going to, I'm just going to do a broad category here. Don't panic. <laughs> All right. When mm-hmm. it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Right. Most investors do the wrong thing at the wrong time because they let emotion get involved. Mm-hmm. And getting back to emotion and what we were talking about mm-hmm. before the prior break, mm-hmm. I think that's where most inv- investors get derailed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They uh, they see, oh, well, the stock market's on fire. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get some investments and I'm going to buy this mm-hmm. thing or that thing. Mm-hmm. And then you get a car correction in the market and it goes down. Mm-hmm. And you freak out, you panic, you sell, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're swearing off the stock market for the rest of your life. Yeah. And quite actually, what the point mm-hmm. you're making to me is along with that first point that Warren made this year, and that is mm-hmm. y'all are trying to make this too complicated. Right. He said often it's more important to do less than to do more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even when the market is going down. Am I not supposed to sell out and get on the sideline and and, 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 and save myself all of that pain and worry? Yeah. Or go out and buy silver or gold? Mm-hmm. Here's, here's his quote. Often it's more important to do less than more. Mm-hmm. So you told me I need to be learning, and I agree with you. And I think I need to be learning from people who have done this mm-hmm. often. 
So I'm going to learn a little bit here. Let's say uh, from Warren. And Warren did practice as a technical analyst and was focused on stocks that go up mm -hmm. early on in his career. Then guess what happened to Warren? He read a book. Yeah. And it was called The Intelligent Investor. And this mm -hmm. light bulb went off. Now, before I go in, in deep into Warren's light bulb, let's talk about light bulb mm -hmm. moments. You ever, have you had very many light bulb moments in your life? And not many, but the ones that you have, you, you remember them. So you look across the room, you see this pretty girl mm -hmm. over there? Yeah. Huh? Do you have a moment similar to that? And you think, I'm taking that one on a date. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. Right. You have light bulb moments mm -hmm. like that. You're sitting in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a classroom, and suddenly you decide, you know what? I'm going to try such and such mm -hmm. as a career. I'm going to start taking these kinds of classes. Yeah. I don't like this thing right here. I'm going to drop it and change my major. Mm -hmm. Light bulb moments. You're standing in airport somewhere. Mm -hmm. This job's got to go, man. Yeah. I'm not getting paid enough to do this. Light bulb moment. So, Warren Buffett. Light, light bulb moments are great, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, but I want to talk about fear. Mm -hmm. And fear, I think, has one of the largest uh, or, or biggest detriments to any individual taking advantage or willing to, to go out and make a mistake or a so risk. So, it's like quenching the light bulb. Yeah. Right? It actually just you know breaks the light bulb. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a light bulb moment that I want to go out and I want to do this, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. But fear tells me, well, what if you fail? Mm -hmm. Well, what if you don't fail? What if you don't? What if you fail and fail again mm -hmm. and fail again? And they start calling you Edison. Yep. Mm -hmm. But the light bulb still burns within mm -hmm. you because you fight the fear. Right. Mm -hmm. So he had this light bulb moment and we have them very few times in our life, but we have to grasp them and we have to work through the fear. And Warren says, I realized what I was doing was foolish. Mm -hmm. Being an analyst and picking stocks that'll go up or the intent was to pick stocks that go up. That was foolish. Just, yeah, that was, that was foolish. There must be something more sensible to do. So here's what he did. Three things. If you really want to see the secret to the Oracle of Omaha and getting past the light bulb moment. Number one, I found quality companies that are built to last. Mm -hmm. Now let's say that uh, Phil, our executive producer over there, Daddy Warbucks, comes to you and says, Bub, I got a million dollars here. And I would like for you to help me find companies that are built to last. I've read this same book that Warren read, and then I read Warren's book. And I'm ready to do this, and I want to find companies that are built to last. How do you know that a company is built to last? When you, when you look at all those companies that are listed on the exchange, all those companies you could invest in, how do you know? That a company's built to last. I don't know that you you know that they're built to last because I mean, you look back over history and you look at things like amalgamated buggy whips, right? Who had a great thriving business, probably had a great uh, management team in place. Well, how about over the last fifty years? Okay, Kmart. Yeah, J.C. Penney. 
Sears. Sears. Huh? Montgomery Ward. I, we, could, we could keep going. Enron. Enron. Worldcom. Mm-hmm. All those seemed yeah. built to last. Does that mean it's from time to time you're going to look at one, think it's built to last, make a mistake? Mm-hmm. What if we had a conversation with Warren today and say, hey, hey Warren, could you tell us uh, those that you thought were built to last that, that weren't? weren't. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Didn't work out? I, I would be willing to bet that if you were ha- having a conversation w- with Warren Buffett and you asked him that question, Mm-hmm. that he would be more apt to tell you about those that didn't work mm-hmm. as opposed to the ones that did work, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, you're, you're just as happy and proud of the ones that worked out, right? Mm-hmm. But what did he learn from the ones that didn't work? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Michael Jordan will talk to mm-hmm. you about hitting the winning shot to win the NCAA thing mm-hmm. when he was at North Carolina, and he did over to the left side of the lane. He, he did that. He'll talk about winning uh, the winning shots when he was with the Chicago Bulls and they were against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and there's mm-hmm. absolutely famous video of him doing that over ELO. He, he can talk about it, but he'll also tell you when he was in high school missing free throws. Mm-hmm. Those things hurt. Yeah. And you remember them. But if you get past the fear of them, they can be motivational. Mm-hmm. And they can also be instructive. Right. And I think that's what he and Warren would tell us. Let those things be instructive. Mm-hmm. Don't let them depress you and bring you down and make you feel like a failure. Let them, hey, you know, be one of the things you just check off. I learned from that. I'm not going to do that again. Or try that again. But he, he decided that instead of being super analytical, he's going to use that mm-hmm. analysis to help him find companies that are built to last. And you can do that to a certain extent by looking mm-hmm. at their financials, talking to competitors, talking to employees, looking at trends, looking at how well they develop, how well they respond. You're looking. And uses that model to this day. Absolutely. Right? And that was a book that was written in the 40s. Yeah. Yeah. So number one, look for companies that are built to last. Mm -hmm. Number two, you want them not just to be built to last internally, but you want them to compete. Yeah. You want them to outperform their competitors. Mm -hmm. You want them to not just do well now and seem to be built well now, but those that like to get out there and prove themselves. You know, I've told you before, a coach told me there were four things you need to get up every day and be thankful for. Thankful for your relationship with your God, number one. Mm-hmm. Thankful for your relationship with your family, number two. Thankful for your, your, your country, number three. And number four, thank God for your competitors. What? Aren't we supposed to hate our competitors? Yes. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, aren't we to wish ill on our competitors? Aren't we to have resentment that anybody would have the audacity to compete with me in the first place? Uh-uh. Because how fast do I know that I can run unless you challenge me? Right. How do I know I can do that unless I have to prove it against somebody? We're going to go to break and we're going to come back and finish this line of thought. How to respond and how to be a good competitor and how to learn on the Advisors Roundtable. Thanks for coming back with us at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio with Certified Financial Planners Bubba Labus and yours truly Greg Cooley. 
We're talking about some of these financial mistakes, trial and error of life. And, you know, you said, Bubba, that some of these people that uh, we right now, if you stop folk on the street, they would quickly be identified as billionaires. Mm -hmm. Didn't happen early in their life. No. So want to learn from some of those people and uh, want to develop my own methods for getting somewhere in my life. So uh, Warren Buffett says that I just need to find qualities that will last, those that I believe will outperform my competitors. And he said, try to buy them at a decent price. And here's the last one. And wait. <laughs> And wait. Let's say that I, I spot a company that I think is uh, really well built and gonna last and, you know, and mm -hmm. does a good job against their competitors, but they're trading for $200 a share and that's an all time high. Maybe I wanna buy it cheaper than that. And I wait. And a week goes by and it hadn't gone down. That money's burning a hole in my pocket. Mm -hmm. I got to get that money allocated, Bubba. Bubba, yeah. you need to do something with my cash. We need to. We need mm -hmm. to do. We, we need to get. We need to get, get moving. I want to get moving. I want to do something. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. <laughs> wait. Are you supposed to wait? Yeah. Is it easy to wait? Uh, especially when, when money is, uh, proverbially, uh, burning a hole in your pocket, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I wonder sometimes if, if waiting is the right thing. However, conversely, yeah. if, if you're waiting, mm -hmm. what if that stock continues to appreciate from that point yeah. and never goes below 200 again? Yeah. And that's the impatience and yeah. that is the potential. Mm -hmm. Huh? It may never come back down here. Yeah. Is, was that a mistake not getting in? Uh, Could have been. Uh, we, we don't know. See, it's not necessarily a, a perfect ride you're going mm -hmm. to be on. This journey of your financial life is not necessarily something that you're not going to make mistakes on, or it's not necessarily something that um, the world hasn't made mistakes mm -hmm. about you that you want to observe other people making mistakes. You got to get comfortable with that. You just you, you gotta be okay right. with not being perfect. Mm -hmm. You or the world around you being perfect. Now, somebody listening out there says, "Okay, Bubba, you told me I needed to save early. I need to control my emotions." Uh, and I need to do two or three of these yep. things. Seek advice. Yep, yeah. yep, 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 yep. All right. That's not overly complicated. No, it's not overly complicated. Mm -hmm. But it's not technical, quick turn, something I can do and make a transaction and then move on to something else. Is this part of my life on an ongoing basis? I've said this uh, time and time again. The key to successful investing has more to do with time in the market rather than timing the market. Mm. 
if you're timing the market, then you're looking for that, uh, that quick buck or that quick return or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it usually does not work out well for individual investors. And this is not, when I'm talking about your success as your uh, as a, you know, on the financial side of your life, it's not necessarily all about investing either, is it? No. You touched on a couple other mm-hmm. things earlier on that you know are not really cool and sexy. Mm-hmm. Life insurance, disability insurance, and wills. Right. Are there times when you tell people that they need to do those before they even need to, to, to invest? Uh, many times I will tell them that they need to do that before they begin investing. You know, if, if you're going to build a, a house... Mm-hmm. You want a firm foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to dig down and you want to pour a footing. You want to have cinder blocks. You, you want to do all the things to make sure that that house is not going to shift. Mm-hmm. If you just go out there and, and pour out some concrete on top of some sand, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. you're not going to have a firm foundation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. with that firm foundation on, on the investment side right. uh, and or your personal finance side, uh, I think that there are things that are the building blocks of that foundation. Okay. Being properly insured, mm-hmm. having the right amount of insurance, having a will, mm-hmm. uh, trusts if you need it, mm-hmm. um, adequate savings mm-hmm. before you begin investing. You need an emergency fund. So there's a difference between savings and investing. That's right. Okay. Savings are basically cash or cash equivalents mm-hmm. that you got money uh, that's available to you if something breaks or you need Correct. something. And you're going to need it in the next few weeks, months, mm-hmm. or years. And uh, it's not at risk? No. No, it's not at risk. Okay. But investing means i got to learn to live with some risk? That's right. And all of those are part of the, uh, this, this foundation you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. So if, if, if I'm going to get this foundation in order, whether I'm you know, 20 years old or uh, 60 years old, I'm starting over after a divorce mm-hmm. or whatever, I need to start with these things you talked about. That's right. I need to make sure my catastrophes are covered. Mm-hmm. It, it's cool to dream, and it's great to be saving toward a dream, but what if I die in the middle? Mm-hmm. What if I get disabled in the middle? What if they change tax laws in the middle? What, what if I get laid off? Mm-hmm. There are a number of, of catastrophes that I need to look at, and some of them I can guard against. Yep. Right? Um, now... Many of the folk who are listening to us are going to say, you know, it sounds great, and I really want to invest in, in businesses that uh, seem to be strong and built for the long run. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm looking here uh, uh, from the, uh, the, the letter that, that Warren uh, penned, and uh, he and his, his partner, Charlie Munger, and uh, they, t- they tell us how to, to look at a business. And determine whether we think it's built for the long run. Uh-huh. One, it's, it starts with culture. Okay. Starts with culture? I think it'd be starting with sales and money uh-huh. and accounting and how much taxes did we pay and what are our assets. That's going to be part of it. Yeah. But culture. Because they want to build a, a business that is built on trust, honesty, uh-huh. consistency, having the right resources in place including employees, culture. Uh Do you think many business owners get up in the morning and go to the office and think, today I'm in charge of culture? 
I think business owners should go to the office every single day and think that they're in charge of culture. Because we are, aren't we? Yes. So how am I in charge of culture at my, at, at my office? What, what are the things I can say and do as a manager, as a leader, as an owner that affect my culture? The way you treat employees, mm-hmm. the goals and values that you have as a business and a corporation. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the things that we talk about when we talk about culture, right? Right. Being honest, mm-hmm. treating customers fairly and accurately, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the things that revolve around culture. Right. And without uh, without that culture, I don't think that your business is going to last long. And you can fix the other things, right? You okay. can fix sales. Okay. You can go out and you can sell more. Mm-hmm. If you've got a bad culture, it's mm-hmm. like a cancer. It's just mm-hmm. going to grow and fester until it takes over. Right. And do you have to work at that? Every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that means that uh, certain things you cut away. I mean, you, mm-hmm. if you're using this analogy here of a cancer right. in the body, mm-hmm. uh, and you realize you got a cancer and it, it's starting to affect your culture, yeah, uh, cut that away. Yeah, uh, that may be a customer, it may be a mm-hmm. client, maybe an employee. Yeah, it may be uh, a certain way of doing things. It may be a, a sideline of a business that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or a software package or, yeah. or, or, or the inefficiency of how doing something. Mm-hmm. You and I are getting ready to, to come up with a new system for uh, keeping up with our benefits and our payroll. Right. Yeah. Because we feel like that, you know, it needs to be private, but mm-hmm. it needs to be monitored. It needs to be quickly reported. Yeah. We don't have to have the redundancy of paper. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. all that's available now. And so that's part of the learning mm-hmm. uh, culture that we want to prevail and also that we want to project. I hope during this discussion today we talk together about something that will help you in your financial life but also manage your business and also with your portfolio to understand it doesn't have to be that complicated. Just make sure the things you're doing, you're doing well and you're doing consistently. Consistently, And we talked about all that today from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an Advisors Roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.